On today's episode of the Loose Change Podcast, Kai, Braden, and Tyler will be given their two cents on the NHL's trade candidates, our bet of the week, and a Young McDavid versus Young Crosby debate. There's only two things that need to last through sickness and strife, marriage and my commitment to this podcast. everybody and welcome back to the hockey edition of the loose change podcast we got Braden and we got kai back here but let's start with kai who was at the vancouver canucks game recently kai how was the game last night uh well you know got to see the reverse retros in person um i've decided that i am not a fan of what? the numbers on the chest the football style numbers on the yeah. chest day. Eh? Just I, I've seen it in person. I didn't know how to feel about it until then. And I've decided I hate it. Um, I don't think I like it either. I'm yeah. With you. But that being said, you know, blew another lead. Two leads this time. Everyone knew it was coming. I didn't live bet Vegas because I'm an idiot. But <laughs> everyone knew it was coming. And uh, yeah, I mean, at this point, it's what else can you really say? It's just. It's embarrassing. Demko Six, should have this time, three. though. That was all Demko. 6, 10, and 3. Uh, Braden, in the pre-show, you kind of mentioned that you're checked out as a Canucks fan. Is yeah. that going to happen the yeah. rest of the season? You're done? I'm going to have all these idiots come at me. Oh, he's not a real fan. Uh, you motherfuckers. I'm still invested in this team. I still read the but the post games and watch the things. But, like, dude, like for Kai, like, okay, if I was living out there, like it'd be different still. But, like, it's fucking 10 o'clock game for half the games, 10, 10, 30. Like I got to work in the morning. I'm not fucking yeah. staying up to watch my team get shit on. Like totally. They're not fun to watch anymore either. It's not like before when like PD and Besser and he was like first started showing up where like they were a fast, young, exciting team. And like, yeah, they lose a lot, but like it was fun. Like they're just shit. They all look checked out. I'm not fucking watching that. Yeah. So. yeah like for example, I know. I know Sabres fans that are in into it this season because they don't care if they're sucking. They are excited to watch their young team. Yeah. And it's and not like, the case for you guys. No, Brain, I think I, you sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I was just gonna say, you know, I need a team here. I said before it's gonna be Revelings and then Sabres. No, I'm done with both of those. I've got the jersey already. I'm gonna be a new Jersey Devils fan now. I've got my Taylor <laughs> Hall uh what white a bandwagon with the green strip on it. And then I I hey, I called I called them being hot this year and now I'm gonna stand by it and that's my I'm gonna watch them now because I need someone fucking exciting to watch. Hi. Um like I said, we got How much going. of a faux pas is brain committee right now? By jumping off the wagon and joining the I team. said they're my number two. Number no, two. No, I mean number two. He, yeah, no, like Braden, I'm I'm not gonna show up Braden. He's been a very good Canucks fan <laughs> the entire time I met him. Um but like that being said, I think it's a great point. Catching a ten o'clock Vancouver Canucks game Ew. is a little bit of a tall order. Yesterday's game was entertaining. I will give him that. Like it, it was a very fun game to watch. Only reason I went was because nine of us were able to get lower bowl seats in a row, $75 per. Oh. Like two hours before game time, like very nice tickets, nine in a row. Which is, you know, that's taller. That's really good. So it was kind of just like, okay, well, fun thing for us all to do. Like a bunch of my work guys are from Ontario. They're trying to catch, trying to get into the Canucks here and, <laughs> what a game why. to him too. Yeah. But. Not to jump too far away from the Vancouver Canucks. I think the number one player on everyone's target list because of the clear, as Kai pointed out last episode, need 
to trade Bo Horvat because you can't re-sign him. Bo Horvat, where is he going? Where are some good landing spots for him? Who has the space to take him? And what are some realistic acquisition costs? Braden, He's going to Colorado. Colorado? Okay, let's yeah. start with Colorado oh, yeah. then. That's a great destination for him. Like, replaces Kadri in your cup run. You have another great scoring center that can almost do it all and carry a line by himself. Can they do it? Like, you think Sakic can pull it off? And what would it take? Oh, I think so. I, I open with Bowen Byram. Bowen Byram as the main you need package a right team back? Yeah, he's bank. Well, BC kid. I think he's from the island. So that's unfortunate. But other than that, yeah, BC kids, you know, Canucks fans love getting hyped up. Um, other Can than you that, put into like... perspective, like how good po- Bo Horvat is and what he is worth? Like, I get he's worth Byram plus. So is he going to continue Dude, down this 30 goal pace that he's been? It's not a, a 30 goal, it's a 40 goal. It's a 40 goal pace. He's good I mean, over the last goals. two years, though, he's been on a 30 goal pace. Yeah. Almost but every this year. year this year, like where the amount of goals he's scored so far, if he reverts back to his career norm for shooting percentage now, like he'll hit 40 easy. Like mm-hmm. he's going to hit 40 goals this year. So uh, I don't know what the ask for that is. Like at the very least, you're asking what Miller put up last year. So, you know, you're asking for a first, a pick and a prospect uh, or first a pick and a prospect. No shit. You're asking for a first, a prospect and a player, a roster player. Most likely you're going to be wanting third center, third line center, right handy with top four upside that's young and a first round pick you're asking for the jt miller deal right like i was gonna make a joke when we open that up that you're calling the rangers and saying hey can we have philip Heedle, a first round pick and brain schneider like that's what the ask is going to be for horvat mm-hmm. yeah and i mean kind of what we've seen any trade that happens mid-season you essentially have to take back a roster player just to make the cap work can actually yeah. probably have to take back like eric johnson to be honest with you last okay. service deal like, I think the Enix Canucks should be more than happy to do that because I hope that they learned the lesson from last year. And what lesson everyone's is so that? everyone's so scared to make trades, especially when you're like new to the new to the job. You just want to you don't want to like come in and immediately fuck shit up. But you gotta you can't lose him for nothing. To me, if it's the Avs, you're looking at either I want either I want one of Alex Newhook or Bone Byram your first and then yeah. something else yeah. and then some like, you know, mid-level prospect in there as well. So Bowen mm-hmm. Byron plus a first plus a mid-level level prospect is the ask here. And, and we Byram have to, is what and hurts. we'll also take on some cap to make it work. Yeah. I don't think you're going to get for Byram. I don't think you're getting that much if he's in the deal. Like you're losing either the first round pick or the prospect piece in that. You're probably going yeah. okay. Byram. I was going to say, because it's the late first. too much. It is. It is. Um, yeah. So it's Byron. It's Byron. A first does, uh, do the abs do that? Man, like I don't know if they would move by or right. Like that's I, yeah. I think more likely new hook a first and a piece would be more in line with what they'd be looking to give up. Well, of course, when they were really going after Forrestburg yeah. was that they wanted Byron back and Colorado said no. So if they're not willing to do it for Forrestburg, I doubt they would do it. No. But, but Forrestburg's a left winger. You're hurting this year with the loss of Kadri. Like we're seeing that they're not to this point at least they're not as good as they were last year, and they need that like extra center depth and Horvat can replace what Kadri you know, I don't, they're different players, but at the pace that Horvat's playing right now, right? 40 goals. Yeah. You can build your team by replacing Kadri with Horvat. And if you replace that fine, you have a Stanley cup winning team again, right? They have Makar who, like you said, Braden earlier in the pre-show, he just got to 200 points in 198 games. The fastest by any defenseman ever. 
So this Ever. is the year you load up. So I don't think that first yeah. round is valuable to them at all. They probably expect it to be 31 or 32. Mm-hmm. So that's a part of it for sure. And I don't think they're have any problem giving it away. Let's say Byram's not a part of the trade. What else can you include in that first rounder to get it done? If Byram is or if he isn't? If he is, but the or if he's not, sorry. If the first rounder is the main piece. It's first new hook and something. Yeah, I think new hook would be the centerpiece in that. I oh, think yeah. again, it's, it's essentially a second round pick. So I think you have a defenseman coming back, but like it's a lesser piece. Like, fuck me, I'd hate to say it, but it'd be like Connor fucking Timmons, which is just another third, third line center for the Canucks. But something of that, well, because New Hook's a roster player right now, so maybe not Timmons, but something around that level. But then, like, what about like Gerard? Okay, lefty, lefty Gerard. What about like Gerard Newhook for Bo Horvat? Even like forget the prospect pick. I don't think the Canucks do that just because on the Canucks back end, where does Gerard fit in? We know that Rathbone's already having enough of a struggle to get into the lineup because he's a lefty that is offensively inclined and can move the puck. But Gerard's a lot better. He is, but my point being is like you already have Hughes and OEL. You're Mm -hmm. gonna put OEL in your third pairing, like you can, but there's just so much money on the left when you know you need the right, where you would be better off to me going to a different team and seeing what the package is out there, transitioning to a team who we've heard a lot of about and we know is going to be active on the trade market, being the Columbus Blue Jackets. Mm. Um, we've heard that there's already been a lot of smoke between those two teams with talks. Um, is, you know, is that not surprising for you guys? It I is a little bit. Kekalainen does everything, right? He does all he the upgrades. I guess. With the prospects they have coming up, they've got a lot of D prospects. I see that Roslovic's been getting scratched and he's been in trade talks. Um, so I think if you're looking at the Blue Jackets, you want a first. I don't know how to give up this year's first, so it would probably be next, but you don't do it if it's not. So you figure that out, but then you're looking at Roslovic and then some kind of prospect on D. I don't know if you can get David Yerchuk, who's number six overall pick from last year's draft. Like You just got that guy six yeah. overall. He's ready for the NHL right now. Probably not. You got Denton, Mate, Chuck, uh, ripping it up in the O right now. He's lefty, but he's a year or two away. There's options there. They, Corson Coolman's, I think, is the guy's name. 2021, yeah. right? D, like with top four upside. Like, there's options. Even Gavrikov, right? So I think yeah. he's a lefty, right? Columbus is an option for sure, but I don't think they're a fun option because Borovat is 27, and Columbus's window isn't next year. Or the year after, really, I don't think. So, so I think okay. So that that is team. that is an interesting one. You know, they brought in Goudreau, presumably to have a window sooner than like three years after they signed him. I think he kind I of don't... fell in their laps, and they weren't expecting him. I guess you get it. I just I don't get that move because I kind of think of it just like I think I, like I think of it as like a franchise mode kind of thing in NHL, right? Where it's like mm-hmm. when you're trying to rebuild, you don't bring in guys like Goudreau because it's money that you don't need to spend. And then he's only going to increase your point totals, which to me, it's like, okay, that like you said, guy, they're going to be maybe not this year, but they're going to be better a lot sooner than they think. And they are going to be like given their prospect pool, but they need, well, even at their centers, right? They got Kent Johnson. You know how much I like Cole Sillinger, even though he's having a tough goal there right now. To me, there's probably one of the centers that you're looking for to come back. Ken Johnson's mm. from BC. I think he's from Port Moody. So yep. there you go, Ken Johnson, something, then something. Ken Johnson That's a first great time. first piece in, the, in whatever Bo Horvat oh. deal comes up. And okay. I think what makes him a very attractive options teams is the fact that he doesn't turn 28 until April. You'll okay. get a sign. If you sign him to seven, six years, 
It's not like he's going to be 38 by the time the deal's done. We know at the Blue Jackets, that trade only happens if it's a sign-and-trade. Yeah. Um, you know, other teams too, like there's one... Detroit's been poking around on Horvat for like a year and a half now. Eiserman mm-hmm. wants Bo Horvat. And like, fuck, that's, that's a Steve Eiserman player, right? Like, oh, Tyler. yeah, for sure. I was about like, to say, like, Steve Eiserman is going to be in on him. And also the Boston Bruins. Like, I could see him in the Atlantic somewhere. No. no. You don't think no. he's the perfect replacement for Bergeron? I, I think he is. But, like, no, I he don't is. want Horvat going to the Bruins. Obviously he, not. I'm not. a Leafs fan. I'm cat- catastrophizing right now. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> like Cameron, like you know, you've seen Edmonton too. Like, no, I don't want Horvat to the Oilers. I don't want Horvat to the Bruins. Like, I'm not even gonna discuss that just because I don't. <laughs> okay, like, just have it be a possibility. Multiple Horvat jerseys. You can't even fathom him being a Bruin right now. Yeah, so I think like Horvat to Bo- or to Detroit for Marit Sider would be great for everybody in the Detroit Red Wings. Should <laughs> I think the yeah. Detroit Red Wings should definitely do that? You know what would be a sneaky team in on Horvat? Who? Who? The Islanders. Oh, that's the Islanders. Because, you know, everyone was shitting on them over the summer. They couldn't do anything. And we all thought they were going to be shit this year. They've been surprisingly pretty good. They were in on Miller. They were in on Miller. If you're in on Miller, why would you not be in on Horvat? I'd be more in on Horvat, especially after the start of this season. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's actually a good point. Are the Islanders about to make a good move? I mean, Barzell just scored his first goal of the year, so everything's going up for the Islanders. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're going to see... I don't know. I think we're going to get an Islanders trade, but for some reason, I feel like it's going to be like Garland or Besser going there. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, Even Rutherford on radio has clearly been like saying he's ready to trade anyone. He was like verbally like saying, oh, well, the better Bo Horvat plays, the more we can get for him. So this is good for us. I'm like, you said that on radio? He, okay, did, he so said about JT Miller. Gone. Right, I think gone. that's the issue. He said, he said that about JT Miller and what happened there. So I don't know. Well, we heard too, right? Like we know, here, here's a question I wanted to bring up and I don't mean to move off Bo Horvat, but there's a different guy in the Canucks and I've been seeing a lot of debate and I don't know what I would do. Last year, Josh Manson was traded from Anaheim to Colorado, and in return, they got a second-round pick, which was a late second, right, given that they won, so it's 64th overall. And, oh, I can't remember the name of the defenseman, but it's a defensive prospect, top four, right-hand deep potential. Like, looks like he's going to play at top four. Apparently, that's what you could get for Luke Shen. You oh, trade Luke Shen, yeah. Kai? Oh, my God, absolutely. What are you talking about? Of course, he's the only guys. He's the only one of the guys that gives a shit. Like, legitimately, I don't want to go into culture too much, but part of me goes, "Dude, fucking move out, Miller. Keep Shen as the next wave of your leadership. Treat him like you did the Spezza in Toronto, and then Free keep Luke him around Shen, when like he retires." He the I think yeah, you should. Dude, what a whole keep him around after he retires. But a second round pick for Luke Shen is oh, hammer that. Accept. You have immediate to. Accept. Of course, yeah, still do, eh? Like, I'm yeah. torn because I go, "That's so much value for like a bottom pair right D." Like, tell him that we'd love to have him back in a couple of years as a coach. Even just in management, like it just anyhow. Yeah. Like I think he's a smart guy. Like I, I love Luke Shen. Like I'm thinking about getting Luke Shen jersey. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> so Enough of the Canucks. Okay. Let's talk yeah. about Patrick, Patrick Kane, Kane to the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> so that is definitely an idea for sure. I don't know how realistic Dude, it is, but why not? The Leafs coming in. I know their injuries. Let right me now, set the stage. Let me set the stage for okay. Patrick Kane. He's 34. He's got 14 points in 18 games, and people are calling it a down year because for Patrick Kane, it kind of is 10.5 million AAV. He's a UFA at the end of the year. So 
very much a rental. He's 34. I guess you could resign him, but which teams are looking for a Patrick Kane? Basically only contenders, right? He has a big cap hit. How does this work? I I, I don't know how. To me, like, okay, here's who we've got. LA, gotta be an on Kane. They got cap space. They got the prospects to make it happen. LA's gotta be the top of the like most likely list. I do think the Leafs, man, like, I don't know how you make it work with the money with Toronto. Justin Hall's got to be going back. Kerfoot's probably going back. But then it's just like, I hate to be like Kerfoot Hall in the second because that's what everybody says for every single thing. It's just salary-wise, like, I feel like those two guys have to be part of the return. Um, I say Toronto because, maybe not even Toronto anymore because those injuries have crippled the defense and you need Hall. I was going to say, into this... you can't really trade Hall anymore, which is unfortunate. Dude, well, yeah, because coming into the season, like, injuries you'll recover from. They've needed a top six left winger. Yeah, it's been the hole in their team for the last about two years. It used to be defense, yep. and it's quickly become who plays with Tavares and Nylander, Tavares and Marner. Is it Kerfoot? Yeah. Is it Engvall? I think you need another top, unless they decide to put Roberts in there, which for whatever reason they haven't. Like they need a left wing. So yeah, I don't know if Toronto can be active on that front anymore. Um, but yeah, other teams like LA's got to be a team, right? They're on the up and up for sure. They're a team that can afford it, probably. They have Dude, a lot Fiala. of cap space, yeah. a lot of prospects. And I mean, being able to afford it is kind of the most important factor. Right. Well, there's going to be retention, right? Like, I'm of course, sure I haven't even looked at the salary. That. I haven't yeah, looked even at with it. That. There's very few teams with more than like $100,000 of space right now. The Islanders, I guess, potentially, though, aren't they capped out? Yeah, like, obviously, when we do talk about these trades. We want to get through the details of each cap, but most teams are going to have to trade back. So we can imagine that in trade acquisition costs, but for Patrick Kane, do we see him going anywhere else? Like is Colorado also an option for Patrick Kane here? If they strike out on Bo Horvat, I don't think Colorado. Cause I think they need center. Yeah. One team I just thought of Dallas has got to be on, on that. Right. Dallas Ooh. has been so good this year and they've quickly vaulted into a playoff and Stanley cup contender. But it, it really feels like some nights it's like Robertson, Rupe Hintz, and like Jake Ettinger. Just like, but, like Jamie Ben's like, back, hey. eh? Jamie, ba- Dude, Jamie Ben and Ty Sagan. They've been playing they're so both. good. They're playing 15 minutes a night, but they're playing very well. I think Kane on Dallas would be a great, great look there. I'm going to throw in Taves as like the same idea because we're talking Chicago and they have matching contracts. They're looking to move both players. Taves actually has eight goals and four assists for 12 points in 18 games this year. He's also 34. So looking at Taves as a center, could we be seeing him go to Colorado? Colorado. Dude, the Rangers, I could see being interested in Taves. Um, I think Boston, Detroit. He's going to go to Boston. You know, that's a he's going to go to Boston. I think Taves to Boston is my favorite uh, bet if I had to make one. It fits. It just feels like something mm-hmm. the Bruins would do. It feels like something where he'd want to go. That really feels like a match. If you had to pick where you go, which is kind of where they're at, right? Because they have no trade clauses. You're also forcing your way to Colorado. I feel so if you're Taves. Mm, I think you're also looking yeah. at like Boston is a very attractive location. Just Colorado. Yeah, Boston's Boston trying- or Colorado. Boston or Colorado, for sure. To me, if you're if you've got that option, like you're up, right? You're up at the end of the year, so you got to resign. So you can go to a team where you think, 
I, I can potentially resign here. And like, you know, this is where the next bit of my career, but for Taze, wherever he goes next, like his next deal is his last contract. Probably the same with Kane. Who's also three. Right. Four. So if you're those guys, you know, to me, you kind of like, okay, Boston's got the shorter window. Cause this is really probably the last year before they retool or rebuild. So you're resigning elsewhere. Do they have a better chance in Colorado this year to win a cup? I'd say they have very it's similar about, chances. It's about equal. End of right? the day, playoffs is kind of voodoo, and yeah, I, I would probably feel both be first very happy if I was on either of those teams right now. Yeah. So I think I really feel like Taze to Boston would be my pick, and then Kane to LA. That's what I would go with. Yeah, I'm thinking Taves to Colorado is the second best option behind Boston for him, and Kane. I would love to see him on the Leafs. I would absolutely mm. love it, but I don't think it can happen. But I really hope Dubis does try. I wonder if uh, Carolina can make either of these guys work. Wow, that's an interesting Cause, one. Because Kane on, Kane on Hurricanes would be pretty fun to watch. I just think with Carolina, because they're so smart. Like, they're always in it. They're always, always in it. And part of that is being able to use first round picks and having those first rounders available. Yeah, but you got to go for it at some point. They always fall short in the playoffs. And they trade for Burns. Like, this is them going for it, right? Yeah. I think they do. Like, I just, but like, who does he push down the lineup on the left wing? Svechnikov is playing at a 50 goal pace. Like, he's come out, he's their top line left wing. He's been cooling Still, like, to me, I don't think Kane is bumping off Svechnikov. So then, what's your second line left wing? Tevin Taravainen? I think Kane would be. Your second line, for sure. Like, yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I just... Why not get deeper? Price of what you, well, just because to me, the asking price of what you're... Um, what that actually, their first line left winger right now is Stefan Dawson. Okay, so can we Dawson. actually talk about that? What okay. is the yeah, acquisition man. cost then? I'm, I, where What do these guys cost? Is it a first round pick? Is it a third round pick? Is it more? Is it less? I have no idea, honestly. I'm torn on Kane because like... He hasn't been like. I'm gonna get crucified for us. Kane hasn't been good for the last couple of years now, man. Like he's kind of like JT Miller asking that he puts up points, but he's not really that strong of a net positive when he's on the ice. I'll, I'll raise that argument with some proof. Like if you look at like stats that are deep in, in the analytics. advanced stats, have my back on that. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's not. Good. He gives up a lot of what he gets. So what would I give up for Kane? Not much more than a first, but like. Patrick Kane, but, man, he's got name value. We were saying last year for Miller that you had to give up all this stuff. Exactly. And it never got but done. Never got done. But yeah. I, I think a first yeah, plus right. a I think a first and a prospect is what it's gonna be for Cade. Uh and I think teams are gonna know his limitations when they bring him in and they'll find ways to, you know, not play him twenty two minutes a night. They'll play him fifteen, sixteen, mostly power play, and then He'll succeed in that position. Yeah, if there's any Rat- team that just needs their power play to be a little bit better, that's a playoff team. You add Patrick Kane. There you go. I think Detroit would do yeah. that. I mean, Detroit's kind of in it, right? They're nine, eight, and two. Yeah. They're obviously not like going for it right. this year, but if you find out that you can resign him, I think you do it. Yeah, I mean, if if he wants to sign like a two year deal, I think you do it. Thing with Detroit is you also got to develop, right? So it's by signing Patrick Kane, are you going to restrict your younger guys' development with ice time on those two years, right? Because they're that's what you're going to rely on in the future, right? If you're Detroit, not Patrick Kane. 
Yeah. 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 Well, how about this? Let's talk about the defenseman now, because as a Leafs fan, I really want to get into this. There is 24-year-old Chikrin, something like that, Chikrin, Chikrin, or there's... Yeah, or there's Klingberg, who signed that one-year deal that is a very NHL franchise mode deal, where if you're rebuilding, Mm -hmm. you just sign the top agent to a lot of money for one year and sell him before the deadline for what probably will turn into a first-round pick, because he's a right-handed defenseman. Uh, Klingberg, uh, Chikrin. Let's start with Chikrin. Well, here's the thing. Like you said, Brayden, he can be one of two things. He has the high upside of an 18 goal defenseman who you're playing on your top line. He also has a floor of a second pairing defenseman that you're not super happy with. So I think you're still pretty happy with Jacob Chichen as your second pair left D, are you not? Well, that's what I'm saying. His like talent, like floor, like he, he doesn't always do that. You know what I mean? He always doesn't always have the 18 goal season. So do you think no. you're going to get that? Well, my point though, is like, even if it's somewhere in the middle, like a top four defenseman is still very valuable in the NHL mm-hmm. is like my point. Like if you have a strong second okay. pair defenseman, yeah. like, he's 24 years good. old. It's just, does it become a thing where you get a strong second pair defenseman? And I don't know, it's a one for one trade and you give up Taylor Hall. Right. You don't want right? to do that, obviously. No, you don't want to do that. And that's what the Oilers did, right? Like, don't get me wrong. Adam Larson's a good NHL defenseman. He's a right shot too, I think but he's a second pair defenseman. It's not worth Taylor Hall. So that's kind of what the cost with defensemen is, though. They're expensive because they're hard to get. Um, I don't know if man. I want to make a trade for him. I'll play Leafs GM right now as the Leafs fan. Yeah. I don't want to move for him. I don't want That's to. what I was going to ask, right? Do you, I don't, I if they say Matt Nye is in a first. I say no. I, I'm Nye's hanging a up. Second. Yeah, no. Yeah, anything. I don't want Matthew Nye. I'll trade them like... A package first that second. they're not asking for. Yeah, I'll trade them a first and a second round pick. But they want more than that, so you got to give exactly. them more. So I'm not doing that, and that's why I think he'll go elsewhere. Yeah, or maybe he won't. Arizona maybe will just have to run down their asking price because they've been trying to trade him for what a full year. And dude, he's got four more worked. years on his deal. They've got time. Like <laughs> they they've got a lot of time to move it, and like he's got two more seasons on his deal. I think this is a guy who we're not going to see moves until the deadline just because teams are going to want to have a larger sample size to work with to see who's the player we're getting. Ghost Bear, though? Like, Ghost Bear's gone. Like, Ghost Bear's going to go for, like, a good amount on that. Like, are you kidding me? Like, they'll get a haul for Ghost Bear. Um, Chikrin, though? Like, we need to see what he gets. Klingberg? I don't know. The Leafs should not trade for him. I don't think the Leafs will trade for Klingberg. Let's um, talk about Klingberg. Why not? Everyone's been asked this year, yeah, too. Yeah, why not? What? I the Leafs need more puck-moving offensive defensemen. Well, Riley's hurt. And puck moving is very important for all defensemen to know at this point of the NHL, I think. Yeah, but like the Leafs need like a Chris Tanev type player, not a John Klingberg type player. Go you get know that. What's interesting about Klingberg is that he holds a full no trade until January 1st and then it, it expires. <laughs> That's so funny. So I guess we won't be seeing a trade for a month or so. Wait, sorry, until, until when? January 1st. So is he just like, I want to be in California during the winter? And oh have my some nice God. weather, and then he's and then he's okay to get moved. <laughs> he's like, well, he's not, he just really wants some sun. Move in November, yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. <sighs> he just wants to live yeah. in Cali for six months. He's thirty years old, right-handed defenseman. Yeah, I know the Leafs don't need him. Maybe they want like a defensive defenseman if they're to pick Luke anybody, Shen. like Luke Shen. They need Luke Shen. They, yeah, they literally Klingberg. need Luke Shen. I think that John Klingberg. This is based on feel. This is based on what does it feel like it's gonna I'm feeling my bones. 
I'm feeling in my pants. Mm -hmm. I look down and I see a, a wet spot where pride once was. I think John Klingberg's going to go to the Tampa Bay Lightning. That just kind of feels like a lightning move to pick up John Klingberg. Oh, God. Somehow they doesn't add it, the lightning. Doesn't it kind of just feel like he's somehow going to end up there? I guess so. Yeah, to a good team for sure. Like the Islanders? I don't know. I can't see. I don't see the Islanders going for me. It doesn't fit their style the of Dallas hockey. The Dallas Stars? Just kidding. The Star. Well, <laughs> he goes back to the Stars. Maybe. Fuck, dude. Maybe. The Winnipeg Jets? Who are actually good and we were all wrong about when we called them overrated. Well, they just got most they got a clip. goalie who's overperforming and getting lucky right now. I think that's all that's happening there. But yeah, Winnipeg, dude, Seattle, right? Like now we're just naming teams. Like we're kind of just yeah, going through. Like here's here's the truth of it. We have no idea where John Klingberg is going to go. I think we need more time to get some surging out of how he's playing, and then what teams are going to be in the market. At, for at him. this point in the season, there's so many teams that are in it, right? Yeah, that's and you right. Can tell. Oh. With some like teams, even like teams, you know. even teams that are out of the playoffs picture right now and have underperformed, could look to trade for a guy and be like, "Hey, maybe, maybe this will change the ship." Maybe we're the St. Louis Blues. Um, They've won seven yeah. in a row. There's yeah, they're starting to turn it around. Yeah, first wild card spot. Do we want to keep going down our list here, or shall we move off this topic? I think we can yeah. move. Let's reconvene, circle back, if you will, to this conversation in a month or so. When we'll circle back. We'll each follow up in a couple of months here. We'll, uh, you know, each do our due diligence, we'll follow up, and we'll circle back, and we'll get a good update at that time. That's some office speak for you. Maybe, maybe I called in sick today to work. Not calling sick to the podcast. Still gonna bring my beautiful office language out here, though. Um, moving on. Do we want to get into Tyler? What do we want to get into? Are we going to talk about some gambling? Do we want to talk about money? Do you want to talk about the Jets? Do we want to get into the Jets a bit more here? What do we want to get into? Hey, you want to do? Hey, Brayden, you missed last week. We're a sponsored show. That stamp shows you all the different odds for all your different books for all of your different bets. For example, right now, I'm looking around, huh? Montreal, Columbus seems like a tasty game. Let's see what those odds are like. Oh. Montreal plus money on Batano, minus money everywhere else. But oh boy, Batano, that stamp showing me that they are plus 102, the underdog. I'll take the Habs against the stinky blue jackets. Thank yeah. you, that stamp. Now that I is, can afford a house. That is Where was I last is. week? I was lost in the woods. I couldn't <laughs> afford money to get home. I placed one bet on the Niners using bet stamp. I flew a private jet home. That's how much money I made for my one bet. At that Tyler, let's your bet of the week. My bet stamp bet of the week. We were talking about this a little bit in the pregame show. Um, this is for Wednesday, November 23rd. I like the New York Rangers to win by more than one. To win by over one and a half goals against the Anaheim Ducks. The Anaheim Ducks barely win games ever. And in, when they do, it's like a one goal game. They don't play very well. They're not a good team. The New York Rangers, they're on the up and up. They're five, three, and two in their last 10 games. They start off a little slow, but I like them to get better. Minus one and a half. You see that at plus 160 on cool bet, which is a way better odd than the one plus 125 you're seeing on other apps. So thank you, Betstamp, for helping me make a lot more money betting on my Rangers to win by two. How about you, Kai? Do you have a bet of the week? You do? Let's. Oh. <laughs> 
Oh, some cutout music. I have some intro music. Mm -hmm. I'm disappointed in you guys. Just not patriotic enough to put Canada. The Canadian national soccer team, World Cup, first time since the 80s. Starting up tomorrow. So, you know, I was looking at that. I'm going to watch the game. And if I'm going to be watching the game, having a couple drinks at 11 a.m., <laughs> I'm going to bet on it as well. That's Obviously. the way to do it. Obviously. So I'm looking at bet stamp here. You can bet on them to win straight up against Belgium. Don't do that. Yes. That's a waste hammer of that. Be a patriot. I mean, if you wanted to, though, at plus Wait, 540, that's not a pretty working. good bet. Can you guys hear me? Yep. Yes. Oh, my God. My volume is all the way down. Okay. Leave that in. I want people to know what kind of <laughs> well, What's your anyways, bet, guy? Anyways, listeners, the bet for that game is for Canada plus one at minus 103 on bets 365. So they are going to lose the game, but they will lose by just one goal. But those are your bets and bets of the week. Bet those. Make money. If, if any of those bets are wrong, you can beat Kai with a bat. Sponsored by Batstamp. Let's move use on. Use code, loose change. Oh. oh, yeah, use that. Right. Don't and you'll get, and all your wildest dreams will come true. Thank you, Batstamp. All right, now after our fantastic bet read that you guys all just lovely listened to and that we definitely had no cuts after because of its perfection, we want to get into a little debate, a little conversation. A little debate observation. I'm a master debater. And today, we're going to be looking at who's going to have the better career at the end of it. Sydney the Kidney Crosby? Or Connor, um, the loyal husband, McDavid? You tell oh, me. Shots fired. Because he's not a loyal husband? Is that what you're suggesting? Well, he's not Wait, a is husband he married? Yet. No, yeah, he's okay. not. So anyhow, getting into it, who's better? Kai, Tyler, I want to hear Kai first. Kai, who's who's going to be the better career? Okay, so I thought with the debate we were doing is who's had the better career to this point. Oh, well, there's only one. Okay, fuck. Okay, let's do that. Sure, yeah, sure, okay. I I misunderstood if, if that's, Tyler, is that the impression you had as well? Yeah, I thought we could maybe talk about the first six, seven years of Crosby's career let's compared to McDavid's career so yeah, far okay. and see... Where are we at? Okay, is where we're at at this point in the career, you gotta go, Sydney. Sydney had a better start of his career than McDavid's having so far. You think? I think so. I and I mean, I hate to make it about the team, but he's won. He's won. He's won. He's done more. He's like he has the better defensive metrics. He's just all over the ice at this point. Sydney pre-concussion was so easily the best player in the league. It was like night and day. There and he was, was a no good one that was even close. He, was, yeah, he put up, a, he put up 100 true. pims, right? Wasn't 110 yeah. penalty minutes his rookie season? <laughs> rookie season, he had 110 penalty minutes, 102 points. I didn't need to look <laughs> that up. That's just how, what a hockey encyclopedia knowledge I am. I hated Crosby at the start. My fuck, I hated Crosby. Wine, he still whines, but not as badly. Sorry, Stu, if you're listening, baby, I know that you're Crosby, gonna okay. get him out of McDavid kind of whines too. McDavid whines. I don't think he's sure. as bad. McDavid <laughs> whines quite a bit. <laughs> I'd be whining too if I had that team around me. So you guys yeah. mentioned that the playoff success is what you hot is why you hold Crosby in a very high regard when comparing young Crosby to McDavid. Because totally. 
Crosby's third season, he made it to the cup final and fourth year won the cup. Mm-hmm. And in the playoffs, well, he was very career. good. So let's compare that to McDavid. McDavid's gotten to the top four uh, once, right? In the second mm-hmm. round twice. I mean, he does well when he plays in those playoffs, but how much is that a deciding factor and who was the better player? It's tough because if we're talking player, it's a, I want to say it's a different conversation, but then there's so many other things that go into it. Like who's the better player up, you know, so far in their careers, right? Not overall, like at this point in their respective careers, Sid had the concussions at this point, right? Mm-hmm. By the time he was this age with McDavid, he had the conkeys. Now, McDavid had that broken leg in his rookie season, right? And that was fucking amazing that he came back from that as yeah. fast as he did and that it has an impact on him. Being said, I want to say it's easier to recover from a broken leg than a concussion, but like, you know, a broken bone heals stronger than what it originally was before, mm-hmm. right? Like, the bone is now stronger once it's healed. You kind of just wait however many weeks and then you're good to go you know, you do your rehab and then you're genetic freak because you're an NHL player. So, you know, you're going to recover on a faster timeline, but a concussion doesn't matter who you are. You can be some fat fucking slob or, you know, Sidney Crosby, John Tavares with his fucking all kale diet. Conky's a conky man. Like your brain's fucked up. Your brain's fucked up. And it's tough to compare what Sid really could have been at that point in his career because we were robbed of so much. Yeah, he was supposed to be in his athletic prime during the years where he only played 41, 22, then 36 games. Those were literally supposed to be his three best years statistically, if you look at age curves. So that's, at least, that's at least 300 points right there, if it's 82. Yeah, he has 14, 36 in 11, 27 games played. You add another 150, 120 games during that peak, you're looking at almost 300 points, probably. Yeah. No, for sure. If not more, like, dude, it's Sydney fucking Crosby. Like, put up 100 in his rookie season. Like, the guy was only going to get better. Now well, he's that 2010, down. 2011 year, 41 games played, 32 goals, and 34 assists. <laughs> like, the guy's And then insane. he got concussion issues after. So yeah. we've got that. And then, like, you know, like I said before, I'm going to get yelled at for this. I don't give a shit. I'm going to I'm gonna savage if you listeners can't tell. Like, Connor McDavid is just an elite <laughs> JT Miller. Like, he doesn't do anything in his own end. Like, he fucking dicks around back there more than he dicks on his girlfriend. Like, he doesn't do anything whoa, in the defensive whoa, zone. Whoa, shots fired. I'm just saying what I saw. How uh, good, you, know, you guys, I know we were really young, but how good was Crosby defensively in his first few years? I feel elite. as though by year, like, three, four, he was clearly, like, one of the best shutdown centers also in the league. He's he always almost... been great offensively. Yeah, he was almost as good as Patterson is defensively. Uh, no, I'm kidding. He's better somehow. But, like, he can't play goalie like PD can, though, if you're watching that game. But, um, yeah, okay. no, like, dude, like, Crosby's always been elite. Like, he's all franchise. Like, I don't even know the word for it. He's always been number one. Defensively, offensively. Like, to me, it's still, it's still going to be Crosby overall. Mm-hmm. But McDavid, we've never seen offensive talent. Like, we've only ever seen one offensive talent like Connor McDavid. And if you look at advanced stats, though, his offensive talent adds so much wins above replacement that even with Crosby's great defensive stats, you can still make an argument for McDavid being the better player. And certainly Crosby had the way better team. Crosby had a lot of a better supporting staff, a better goalie, a better defense at the time. Like he had Latanes, he had Reckies, he had a lot of people to help. McDavid's really had Dreisaitl and no one else. So, so that's what an if interesting McDavid point. had those guys? So this is an interesting point because you said dry title. How many guys has Sidney Crosby made relevant throughout his career? Um, like Chris, Q- 
Chris we Kunitz can talk about guy like because of it, right? Talk about like Chris Kunitz, Pascal Dupuis, Brian Rust, like the list goes on and on. Brandon Shuri, no Connor Shuri. Sorry, I even fucked up his name. Like he's made so many guys relevant, and we have not seen that from Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid plays with probably the third best player in the league. On the oh, like, question, top five, yeah. He yeah. plays with the best complimentary player in the NHL. Yeah. Wow. Leon Dreisaitl, but Zach Hyman. Yeah. Zach Hyman is the best complimentary player in the NHL. If you put Connor McDavid with two fourth liners on other teams, I don't think that he would be as good. I wow. Think, yeah. I, I think it's going to be... You kind of my argument against me, and I kind of like how you did it, too. Yeah. To me, it's like... This is how I would feel with that. I think that if you gave Sidney Crosby two fourth liners, which we've seen, fucking Radic Bonk and, you know, Buzz Flibbert, <laughs> he'll use them. They can still pass. Like, he'll use them, right? He'll use them for fucking passing. He'll set them up. He knows how to use them, and he's fucking extremely good at that. Even if it's just using their bodies as coverage on screening the goalie or just setting picks with them, right? Like, he can do that. McDavid is like, if you give him two fourth liners, McDavid's going to be that AAA kid playing in a beer league with two fucking dusters where he's just going to rush it. Like, he's not going to pass it. Like, it's going to yeah. be all McDavid. And he's just going to have to go. He's going to go. No one else is going to fucking do it. I'll have to. Which is not a side against McDavid because he's going to do that and still put up 100 points. Okay. Yeah. How about leadership wise? I think it's clearly in Crosby's favor, right? You want to talk yeah, about Crosby? Model, it's tough because like. You do everything. Crosby, Crosby, Crosby. But with the issue there is like looking at Edmonton. You look at. You when you talk about a player's leadership ability, you have to look at the leadership that was there when they came in. Now both teams were shit when the players came in. Difference being, do you remember who uh, Sidney Crosby had on his team when he first came into the NHL? Evgeny Malkin. Better. No, he didn't have Malkin on his first year. Yeah, Lemieux. Yeah, Mario fucking Lemieux. Yeah. He lived with Mario Lemieux. Oh yeah. How's yeah. that for a culture center? You're living with the owner of the team and also one of the great, the greatest player in franchise history and arguably the greatest player in the history of the league. Yeah, who's I, no I love that argument. I think Lemieux right? in his peak, you take away injuries and cancer and all that aside, dude, he was he yeah, has months. neck and neck with Crosby. But like you look at or not Edmonton, Crosby and, and it was a toxic culture in Edmonton. They still haven't fully figured it out. They still got to get rid of all the old Oilers that are working there. Um, just looking at the team, it was a bunch of first overall picks and just like not much else, right? Like, do you remember who his linemate was when he came into the league? No. The McYakpoo line? Yakupov? <laughs> yeah, he had Yakupov on his wing and Pouliot. So it's just like, you yeah. know, we know Yakupov. The stories have come out. That guy's kind of an asshole. I don't blame McDavid for being less of a leader than Crosby is just because, like, he didn't have much to come in with. And, of course, he's only going to be more frustrated the longer he spends there. But leadership edge goes to Crosby. To me, like, all the edges go to Crosby. Like, Crosby's a superior player. Well, both of this, the more talented player... Probably McDavid. Yes. The, oh, without a doubt. Yeah. So let's let's uh, put it that way. We like Crosby so far, but McDavid's ceiling is higher. If he figures it out, man, he could be go down as the best player, no questions asked. He doesn't have to figure it out. Like that's the issue. Ken Holland has to figure it out, not Connor McDavid. Yeah, I guess so. You don't change what it, like, what makes you you is what makes you you. That's your money maker. You don't switch to be something that you're not. We've seen how many coaches try and do that with how many different players. It doesn't work. Applies to hockey, applies to management, applies to personality. 
Here's some love advice. You can't find love if you're not in love with yourself. You can't change yourself. You got to find someone who loves you for you. And Connor McDavid's going to love himself for being him, and he's going to stay at that player. How deep is that? That was very deep. This is deeper the deepest the whole, podcast we've done in quite some time. Deeper than the whole Ken Holland has done for them. But yeah, to wrap up there, uh, Crosby's better player. If you have any issues with it, fuck you. Go kick a rock. Go blow dry puddle. Go blow dry a puddle. I haven't heard that one before. It's good. Thank you so much for listening to the Loose Change Podcast. Please rate the show five stars. If you think that is below five stars, do not rate the show. I don't need any four or three fucking star reviews. Get out of here. Stop listening. Yeah, go rate the show. It actually helps.